welcome to the Imperfect Parent Podcast, and I'm an imperfect parent. The pressures from all directions to be perfect can be overwhelming. They come from family, friends, social media, and can be very difficult to deal with, especially if you feel like you're on this journey alone. Well, that ends here. You are not alone, and together we will become a village and community by building strong foundations in which the relationships with ourselves and our family can be built on. I'm going to share with you the stories and knowledge of parents, professionals, and authority figures who have been there or have the knowledge, tools, and resources you need to find out what works, what doesn't, and what's next. So let's go. We got this. All right. Hey, George. How's it going? Welcome back to The Imperfect Parent. I told everybody I would twist your arm into having me back. I just did it sooner (laughs) than later. Yeah, you bet. Had to have you back. For those of you that... uh, haven't listened to the first one, definitely go back and check it out. It was, uh, it was an awesome little show and definitely, definitely go check it out. George, let us know what's going on right now. Yeah, man. That's a, that is a loaded question. Well, I'm drinking <laughs> coffee. It's 98 degrees outside. The world is who knows what's going on right now. <laughs> Things are good, man. You know, in our, in our last episode, you know, I talked a lot about awareness and where that like fits in. And I didn't talk a lot about you know, kind of like where that comes into being a parent, but there was something on the last show that I wanted to talk about and I didn't talk about it because we went, well, okay, let's be honest. I talked the whole time, yeah, but I just ran out of time. But you asked about a moment as a parent that like, I laugh at it now. And I think that's an awesome question, but there was also this moment that I remember, and you know about this moment as a parent where I didn't laugh about it, but it was a really pivotal moment for me as a parent understanding my mission and my role and so you know we talked about like food on the last one and things like that and like you know setting our kids up to win not being too harsh and rigid and boom 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 and you know one of the things that it took me a long time to learn and I was a parent for six or seven years before I learned this is that when when I look at my children there's a lot of the times that I'm reparenting my own childhood through my child And, you know, you could grow up in the happiest house in the world or, you know, one of the worst houses in the world, but no matter how perfect it was, there's still things like it might've been perfect, but then you were never good enough, or you always had to do more. It might've been perfect, but your parents are always working or, you know what I mean? There's always something that comes up. And what I found really interesting is that with my daughter, uh, I didn't experience a lot of this, but with my son, son to father, as in me with father, I've had to basically reparent myself at every stage of my son's life. And I literally default to when something happens, when he's sad, when he makes a comment, when he gets in trouble, when, you know, he's not sleeping. My first memory is like, what did my dad do in this moment? And there's times that there were good things and I was fine. And I was like, oh yeah, I can do more of this. Right. And then there's other times where I'm like, what did my dad do in this moment? And I like go into breakdown mode. Like, And then I was like, oh, I've not healed this trauma. And I didn't even know this existed. And I have to use that opportunity with my son to love him and to change that pattern for both of us. And so it feels like I'm being parented through parenting. And so, you know, there's this one instance when my son was in my office, this was maybe a year and a half ago. And in the office I'm sitting in right now. And, um, you know, my son he's like a bull in a china shop and I love it. Like he's just a little bruiser. He has no regard whatsoever. And like, I kind of think that that's a good trait because he's not worried about upsetting. He's just being his authentic self. And so he'll pick up every single thing I have. And my wife decorated my office. So she has this decoration on my desk 
and it looks like a bowling ball, right? I have no idea what it's for. It looks pretty on my desk. It's like a ball on a stand, and my little two-and-a-half-year-old grabs it. It's like seven pounds. He's two-and-a-half, and he's playing with it. And I was like, yeah, baby, you can play with it. I don't care. And then he drops it. And when he dropped it, he was standing near the wall, and it didn't break anything, but it hit the switch plate on the way down and, like, cracked the switch plate. And he froze. Like, he paused. And I was like, I was about to laugh. Like, I wasn't care. I wasn't upset, right? He froze and he paused and he looked at me and he waited for like 10 seconds and he waited for my reaction. Like in that moment, how he felt about himself was determined by how I reacted and I didn't react at all. And so he started crying because I didn't say, oh, it's okay. I did a couple seconds later, but it wasn't in that moment that I caught it. And then when he started crying, I was broken. I was broken. And I was like, I remember every single time I was a child that I did something wrong. I was told I was bad and wrong. I was beat. I was put away. And I was like, I didn't do any of those things. And I was like, but he needs to be loved and consoled in this moment. And so loved him, consoled him. I got him to laugh about it. We joked. And then daddy broke the rest of the plate just so I could, you know, attract <laughs> the internet attention a little bit. And then he went through it. He processed his emotions, right? Because that's what kids are amazing at doing. Yeah. Process his emotions. We hold on to it and try to keep him there. He was over it in like two minutes. And then he's like, all right, daddy, let's go play. And I was like, oh, baby, go play with mom. I'll be out in a minute. And then I broke. <laughs> I broke. I cried for probably an hour. I dry heaved. I was nauseous. Like this was a really traumatic experience in my childhood. And it was really, really interesting because I was healing myself in that moment. Like I was like, wow, I just had a moment where my son didn't feel like I felt like my son didn't feel wrong for breaking it. Didn't feel bad for breaking. It wasn't scared that his life was going to end. He was going to get beat. I was like, but why the fuck do I feel like I'm about to get beat? Like I'm a 37 year old successful businessman, husband and father in my own house, in my own office. And I feel like I'm a three year old that's about to get abused. And so I had to really like dive in and start looking at that. And that was the moment I realized that like as a parent, I'm going to be given a lot of opportunities to work on who I am and who I choose to be as an example. And then how I share that with my children to dictate how they're going to choose to be in the world. And it's really, really scary and empowering thing at the same time. And so, yeah, that moment that moment got me, man. I get emotional thinking about it now to this day. Yeah, that, that's, that's powerful, George. It's, you know, I want to touch on that where in that moment, you, it, it's just so powerful where you know you, you have your kid in your hands and you're ready to mold him and your reactions can, can do that in those moments of like give them the safety, security and the, and the push to keep going or the other way you know yeah. and it's so how do you in like intentionally do that how are how do you become <laughs> aware of <laughs> being aware in the moment you know what i mean <laughs> you spend 25 years of your life in therapy <laughs> that's the short answer um i think i think the first thing is realize you're not alone like i think that that's the number one it's extremely isolating to be a parent sometimes extremely yeah. isolating and furthermore pretense to that it's extremely isolating to be an adult in today's world we live in a disconnected society that pretends to be connected through transactions yes that's the world that we live in doesn't mean that you can't build relationships in there but the default is dopamine 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 like shallow 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 right and so 
the first thing for me is the awareness, the awareness that you're not alone, that you're not the only one here, that you're not the first person to feel this way, the first person to be a parent, the first person to have trauma, the first person to have your job, the first person to know this. No, this path has somehow been walked before, carved out before and succeeded on before, right? So like the awareness of like reality. And I actually wrote this quote down earlier today. I'm going to whip up my phone and read it to you. I wrote this quote down earlier because I think what's really powerful as parents um, and as people is reality. And so this quote says, reality is neither the way you wish things to be, nor the way they appear to be, but the way they actually are. So you either acknowledge reality and use it to your benefit, or it will work against you. And so for me, the reality of this, of like getting to this point is like in this moment, something happened, an event, a situation happened, and I didn't have a good positive feeling in my body or my child didn't have a good positive feeling in my body or my wife didn't have a good positive feeling in her body. So the reality of it was I did something or he did something or she did something and the result of that had a consequence and the consequence was I don't feel good, he doesn't feel good, she doesn't feel good. So the first thing is you can't deny its existence. You have to really, oh yeah, got it. I just got a boatload of information that there's a lot of opportunity here, right? Yeah. The inverse is, is I did something they felt amazing. Cool. I should remember this is amazing. Also acknowledge myself, give me credit for being a good person, good parent, anchor that momentum and move forward, right? So I think the first thing is like the awareness of the reality. You're not alone. This is here, right? And no matter what, you can't go back two minutes or one minute or 10 minutes or 10 days and change anything. You can learn from it and bring what's needed into the present moment or into the future. So awareness is there. And so the second step is acceptance. The second step is acceptance. And acceptance is accepting yourself. And that means forgiving yourself. No fault, no blame, no guilt, no shame. So being the imperfect parent or giving yourself grace and love as the parent that you are and realize like, oh, wow, that wasn't ideal. I need this to be a little bit different. I need to do something different. Oh, I maybe need some help. Maybe I need to call somebody. Maybe I need to read a parenting book. Maybe I need to listen to a podcast. Maybe I need to join a group. Maybe I need a support group. Maybe I need more friends. I don't, whatever that was, but you accept like, oh, got it. That wasn't there. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to do that anymore. Or you look at it and you're like, yeah, I want to be that way. And I doubt that, right? So you accept it with grace, right? My buddy, Jim Quick says this. He says, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And that one kicks me in the pants every time. (laughs) And everyone's like, I don't do that. And I was like, well, the moment already happened. Why are we beating ourselves up three weeks later? All we're doing is fighting for our limitations. Because all our kids want or all our significant other wants is us to shift into something different. And all we're doing is cementing our feet into where we're stuck. And so you, you have to become aware that that's there then you have to accept it then you have to take action yeah right and it's like wow got it don't want to do that again like my wife's like i hate it when you do this or my kids are like my daughter's like i don't like when you say that sometimes when you're sarcastic it hurts my feelings well i don't want my daughter to feel like that yeah i don't want my daughter to feel like that i thought it was funny <laughs> and then i have to ask myself is like my commitment to being funny or me thinking it's funny do i want my funny to be at the expense of other people no do i want my daughter to ever feel like she can't be no I was like, can I shut my mouth? Yeah. (laughs) 
right? And it's like, I forgive myself. And then it's like, oh, make a joke. I'm like, yeah. And then like, I make it about me. Yeah. And I play that way. And that's a lot better and a lot different, right? And so the third one is action, right? And then the fourth one is accountability. And that's why I go back to point number one is you can't be alone, right? Yeah. You can't name me one great that never had a coach. You can name me Serena Williams, Michael Jordan, you know, you name it, Tiger Woods, all of them, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, none of them did it alone. None of them, right? Nobody achieves greatness alone. And a coach doesn't have to be somebody you pay. It has to be somebody who sees you for your best self and holds you to it, right? Could be a men's group, could be a women's group, could be a parenting group, could be a, a podcast, whatever. Accountability is something that when you're stuck and in your and stuff that you have at your access to pull you out, yeah. like that can just pull you out. And so when I look at it like that, like if I was to give anybody advice, like how do you do that? Well, it's that that easy if that question lands for you you already are aware that something in your life as a parent as a person or something needs to be different great now you just have to accept it and accepting gives you a starting line right and so like when i read that reality quote what you're really getting to is where you really are because you can't change it you can't do anything different unless you know where you are right like when my wife complained like hey i know you say you stop working at 5 30 but you're on your laptop till 11 or you're on your phone or whatever and like i was in denial for almost a year and a half and then i was like Oh, oh, I'm in denial. That means it's true anyways. Okay, got it. And then I was like, okay, like laptop off at 5.30. Like non-negotiable. But I had to go through a phase of like, first phase was dissonance. I didn't believe it was true. I was lying to myself and convincing myself and those around me that I wasn't really working past 5.30. Except I was just changing the medium in which I did it. I went from phone to iPad, iPad or computer to phone to like whatever. But it's not really working because I'm not in my office. <laughs> right, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it was, right? And so the first thing was I wasn't aware. Yeah. I was lying to myself. I was fighting for my limitations. So I had to get rid of that cognitive dissonance. And then once I had it, I was like, oh, that's there. And then I had to go through the acceptance. I was like, God, I've been lying. I've been lying to myself, lying to my kids, lying to my wife. Yep, I don't want to do that. What action can I take? I'm like, oh, a laptop off at yeah. 5.30. And then that's it. And phone goes away, things go away. And then like all I'm allowed to do is play games and like have playful stuff. Like that's it, no work whatsoever. And then accountability is my family in this case, or, um, you know, my team, like they know, they don't message me after 5 p.m. Nobody does, nothing. Yeah. My inbox doesn't get opened. I sometimes even put an autoresponder on my phone. Since it's after 5 p.m., I will not respond to you till tomorrow. Yeah. And so like, that's the game, that's the game all you have to do. And so what we talked about, we talked, I think in the first episode, but like awareness, right? Awareness being the name of this game, it somehow happens to be the first step too, right? Like it's everything that we do and then what we follow with. So that would be my long-winded answer to a short question. I want to just go back and unpack a few things there. Like I want to touch on, you know, don't hold blame to yourself, you know, get, get over that. You know, you mentioned grace all the time and it's like, Yes, you might have did it wrong, but don't hold that for, and don't beat yourself up with it. Move past it, accept it, acknowledge it, and then. Well, and I want to be careful. On, right? I want to be careful, like wrong, like what's wrong. Yeah. Right. And so, and this isn't to to challenge you, but I think the way I'm not a sports fan, right? Canadians love hockey, right? But like, if somebody goes off sides, they don't throw them out of the game. Right. Quit, right. Or if a goalie lets a goal in, they're not like I'm retiring. Yeah, I quit. Right. No, it's like when we think about parenting or life 
general, what we have is we have a, a, a predetermined amount of at-bats depending on our morbidity, morbidity rate, like what, where we're going to live in this world, whether we have a week left, a month, a year, or 100 years, right? But we have 24 hours in a day and 60 minutes an hour, and you can get as many at-bats as you want. And we prevent ourselves from going back to bat by looking at the play that didn't work, but the game's still being played. Yeah. Like the game of life is the ever living championship. It never ends. Right. And so every moment that you're stagnant or looking backwards, the game is progressing in front of you. And so, you know, the, the, the biggest thing here, the easiest thing here is pivoting, not stopping. Right. Everyone like lives in this world of it's like, Oh, I got to stop. No, that's trauma related too. like, oh, I'm going to go the opposite way. No, 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 no. It's, it's a micro adjustment. Just because your wife said she's mad at you doesn't mean she's going to divorce you. Doesn't mean that she's leaving you, stealing all your money because you didn't respond to her text message. It might feel like that. But some of us men like to make up really crazy stories in our head because we're insecure and a little bit codependent, right? I'm only speaking myself right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm just speaking or, to myself. Or to me, I don't know. <laughs> or to, yeah, right? And so like when you think about it, it's like, oh, and then we get on the other side and it's like, oh, I really shouldn't have sent that response or, oh, I'm glad I didn't send that response and everything's fine. She was upset in that moment. Same thing with our kids, same thing with everything. I think the most important part, when you, when you beat yourself up, you make it about you. And then you validate every single thing that they said is true. Because like if your kid comes to you and says, dad, I just, I don't feel like, you know, that was funny. And I go to, I think it's funny. I just invalidated my child's feelings. If my wife comes to me and she's like, hey, babe, like I just didn't feel important. And I give her excuses. I just told her she was right. Yeah. Right. But the only reason I would invalidate their feelings or give excuses is because I'm beating myself up and making it about me. Yeah. Because the inverse of that is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I won't do that again. How can we do it differently? Right. And so that, and I think the way that comes back to awareness, yeah. it just, it always comes back to awareness. And I think for parents too, I think sometimes we forget it's okay to hit the pause button. Like we expect ourselves to be on 24 seven and then we burn ourselves out and then we go disconnect. Right. But like, it's okay. Like if your child's having a conversation or your wife says something, your husband says something like, Hey, I hear you. I need a couple minutes to process. Is it okay if I go for a walk? Right. Or, Hey dude, I got you bubs. Here's some food. Here's an iPad. Daddy just needs three minutes. I'll be right back. Right. Like that's okay. Yes. That's, like, I'm that's hearing you okay. here, George. Yes. You guys, that is okay. Just to hit the pause button. It is okay. Take mm -hmm. some time for yourself. You need that to just be alone in your moment and, mm -hmm. you know, absorb it, be aware of it. You know, you need that time to yourself. And, and yes. I, and I think too, right. when you, when you say that, cause I like turning myself into a walking tweetable, <laughs> my brain just thinks in like little segments like that, but it's like, you need your moment. So it doesn't get passed on to somebody else. Oh yeah. I like that. It's yep. your moment. And if we don't hold it and process it, we give that pain or that feeling or that emotion to unintended victims. Hmm. Yep. And all we should be giving away is the lesson, love, and light on the other side of it. And I'm not like woo-woo on this whatsoever, right? But like I think we could all agree that like if our child comes to us and we've had a horrible day at work or something bad happened, we got in a car accident, we got fired, like something happened. 
and they come up with their innocent little selves loving every moment of us and we snap. We did not do that intentionally and we wouldn't want our kids like, yeah, when you go love your daddy, I want you to feel like poop. Yeah. No, right? But that's the beautiful thing about children and dogs in life is that if you recognize in that moment, you process that feeling and get back to love, you go give love with actions and not words. Don't go tell them like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. You did mean it. You said it. You meant it in that moment. That was an unintended victim. I'm not making it okay. But no word's going to unprogram the feeling that just got put into their DNA and those neural pathways except your state of being changing and giving a different energy. Yeah. And so handle that stuff to the best of your ability and then go give away what you want to get. You're going to probably be feeling lonely in that moment. You're probably going to be a little sad in that moment, right? Great. Go give happiness to your child or significant other. Go give joy to your child or significant other. Go give companionship to your significant other. Yes. The easiest way to get what you want is to give it away first. Yeah. I, I heard this the other day. Uh, I forget where I heard it, but you know, love is an action. It's not just a word. It's not just something you say, but it's an action. You know, that, that, that hit home a little bit, <laughs> but well, this has uh, been another great episode, George. I'm, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, yeah, man. I could, I could dive into so much more. <laughs> you're just, you're just a boatload of information that I want to unpack, but <laughs> you know, what's interesting. I'll say this. I've never shared this on a podcast. This is 2000 interviews. Now I've done, I think in the last like eight years, I've never shared this. You know, what's funny is when you say that, and like this, this applies to parenting. When you say that I get upset sometimes, like I don't add value or I'm wrong because I know so much, but I don't act on it enough. <laughs> And then like, I then go listen, like the Les Browns, they have my lets. I'm like, God, they're just like walking encyclopedias of knowledge. And like, I'm at that point in my life where I'm falling in love with the fact that like, I have the gift of the gap. I love speaking. I love helping people uh, because it's something I don't even give to my kids sometimes or my siblings others sometimes, because I'm worried. I'm like, how am I going to come off? Am I doing this? If I earn the right to do this, I think it's a normal conversation for parents. So I wanted to say it because I haven't talked about it before. And I think it's a good way to wrap the show. But like, when you think about it, like, you're like, oh, I want to unpack so much of you. My first thought was like, who am I to share? I don't have this game figured out. I have so much more to do in my marriage and with my kids and with everything else. And then I was like, oh, look at me fighting for my limitations. <laughs> like in that moment, it happened. Yeah. And well, at, the same, at the same time, I'm like, I've experienced a lot. I've seen a lot. I know a lot. And then I have to remember that, oh, yeah, it's okay to be able to share this and coach myself through it and do it. But I think it's such a prevalent, like it, it, what we talked about happened in that one moment for me when I couldn't be like, yeah, man, I'd love to come back. Like, I, I, I agree. I do know a lot. I would like my brain like, oh, man, here we go oh. again. What am I going to have to prove? But, right? And it's, and it's real. And like, I love myself. I believe in my gift. I believe in my presence on this world. I believe in what I share. But I say this to understand and let everybody know that you said love is an action. So is the state of growth and forgiveness and this game, because there's never going to come a point where you wake up one morning and your day is predetermined for you and everything feels unicorn and rainbow. And you always know what to say and you say the right thing perfectly and you deliver it the right words. It's always going to be the pursuit of it. Yeah. And like in that moment, I had awareness that that happened. I was like, I want to get rid of that right now. Let's just get rid of it on the podcast. And so yes, I would love to come back anytime and explore these topics because I do have some experience with them. 
Well, I'm going to validate you even more. Like I've only been in your world for a couple months, George, and you have made me a better man. <laughs> so there you go. That's why I wanted you here. And everybody go check out George, mindofgeorge.com yep. podcast, get in his world. You, you won't regret it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. For everybody listening, thank you for giving me the one gift that I could never give back to you, which is time. I hope this has been helpful. And if I can do anything to support you, have any other questions, uh, just go to mindofgeorge.com. It links everywhere, but that'll be an easy one for you to remember, whether you're listening, driving, running, or walking. You don't have to remember some crazy URL. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com. Start with the podcast. Shoot us a message. We would love to be in touch. Thanks, George. Thanks, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for making it to the end. I super appreciate each and every one of you who listens. I hope you get as much out of this adventure as I do. Remember to hit that subscribe button, and if you could leave a rating and a review, that would be awesome, because it helps the show reach more parents who may just need to hear this. Then head over and join the Facebook group, type TIP Podcast in the search bar. This is where we will build our community and share our stories so we can learn from each other and not feel all alone, but receive support and encouragement to embrace being perfectly imperfect. Thanks so much, everyone. We got this.